I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. On the Chinese internet, thousands of young people are adopting the online alter ego of Momo, the pink dinosaur. Consider this. According to Chinese social media analytics site New Rank, there are almost 10,000 momos on social media network Xiao Hongshu, and all these accounts share at least two things in common: the username Momo and a cutesy pink cartoon dinosaur as the display photo. Tech publication Rest of World reports that you can find momos in all corners of the Chinese internet, and I am a very curious soul, so I have a couple of questions. First, before it became a rage. Where did Momo the pink dinosaur pop out from? And second, why are so many Chinese youngsters practically going incognito behind Momo? Do you want to be in on the joke? Let's dive right in. So, young Chinese folks like young folks everywhere else want to be their true chaotic unfiltered selves at least on the internet. And this desire, this reckless desire to lay your soul bare online While living in a conservative society ruled by a government too keen on censoring speech, can invite all forms of backlash, trolling, government notices, and even surveillance. So, in a bid to evade harassment while also not compromising too much on free speech, Chinese youngsters have collectively found the middle ground. And what is the middle ground? The accounts from which they are going to be posting provocative views are not going to boast their real names or real pictures. And that's where Momo, the pink dinosaur, comes into the picture. Rest of world talks to many folks behind the Momo usernames, and one of them, Cheryl Lin, an employee at a state-owned enterprise, became Momo because she doesn't want her employers to find her ranting on the internet about her workplace. More so because she was once caught in reprimanded. Another person, Steve, who runs an online group, once tried to ban a Momo account, but then he discovered that there are many Momos on the group. In his own words. Momos share deeper thoughts because they don't have to worry about being identified. And then, in an interesting turn of events, the guy himself became a Momo. And you know, Momos also feel a sense of community with their fellow Momos on the internet. As Rest of World reported, once when a famous Chinese actor filed a defamation lawsuit against a Momo, many other social media users quickly changed their username to "quote unquote We are all Momo." But now the question is, where did this phenomenon originate from? And well, it's quite fitting that the roots of Momo the pink dinosaur are actually connected to Duban, which has been dubbed as "quote unquote" China's most chaotic social network. Think of Duban as something that is both Reddit, Goodreads, and even IMDb all rolled into one. On this social network, Chinese users discuss what are considered to be controversial topics in their societies, such as homosexual dating and parents gaslighting their kids, etc. The Chinese government has also often tried to censor Duban, even setting up a censorship task force at the company's headquarters. So, on Duban, the default username of new accounts used to be—you guessed it right—Momo. And according to Rest of World, it then became popular in Duban communities to safely discuss what started out as celebrity gossip, and then gradually everything scandalous on the face of the earth. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. 
Hi, I'm Shorburi and this is the deep dive for 4th October 2023. After European Union lawmakers forced Apple to ditch its lightning port, it appears that they might succeed in pushing Meta to do away with its highly personalized behavioral ads. Well, at least partially, if not completely. This is the story so far. In July this year, Europe's top court made it clear that in certain circumstances, Facebook can't send users personalized ads until and unless the user explicitly permits Meta to do so. Earlier in January, Irish privacy regulators had also slapped a fine of 390 million euros on Meta for forcing users to accept personalized ads as a prerequisite to using its social media networks. And just FYI, unlike India's newly enacted data protection law, European laws prohibit companies from denying user access to their services even if they decline consent for certain data use. Now, in response to pressure from privacy regulators, Meta had promised that it would seek user consent as soon as the end of October. And that deadline is not very far. And now it seems that after nearly 20 years of Facebook, aka Meta, offering free social network services to users and selling targeted ads to companies, it might change its ways, at least in Europe. As of now, this is what we know. Last month, the New York Times hinted that Meta may allow European users to pay for the ad-free versions of Instagram and Facebook. And now, the Wall Street Journal has managed to obtain the rate cuts. So according to the newspaper, in Europe, using ad-free Instagram on mobile phones could cost as much as $14 a month. And if Europeans want ad-free access to their ancient Facebook accounts as well, well, then they'd be shelling out a total of $17 every month. And for those European users who have no beef with Meta crunching all their data to send out to personalized ads, Facebook and Instagram will continue to be free. Now, obviously, with all this, Meta is hoping that giving users the option to get out of personalized ads by asking them to pay up might help it navigate through Europe's tough laws on data and privacy. The company is calling the proposal SNA, or Subscription No Ads. And according to the Wall Street Journal, Meta officials detailed the plan in meetings last month with privacy regulators in Ireland and also digital competition regulators in Brussels. Although at the moment, it's not quite clear if this so-called SNA plan will be acceptable to European authorities or not. Now, one major pain point for users who don't want Meta to serve them with highly personalized ads is that a plan of nearly $17 a month might price them out. Although another important point to be noted here is that Meta's proposed pricing on mobile is comparable to what YouTube charges for its ad-free premium service in Europe. Now, for a company whose founder and CEO long insisted that its services will always be free, an ad-free subscription-based model is a major turnaround. And do bear in mind that Europe is the second most lucrative market for Meta after North America. And Susan Lee, its chief financial officer, said in April that advertising in the EU accounted for 10% of the company's overall business. But if you are a Meta user outside Europe who's concerned about privacy, don't get too excited yet about the ad-free offerings. Because the Wall Street Journal noted that Meta is not expected to roll out ad-free Instagram or Facebook anywhere else because this proposed SNA plan has been pitched primarily to skirt around European laws. This, as the New York Times noted, is a sign that people in Europe will experience social media in ways vastly different to the rest of the world, thanks to the bloc's regulations. Who said all social media users are created equal, right? But there's another angle to this whole subscription no-ad saga, and it's an important one. 
You see, regulation or no regulation, ad-free subscriptions are increasingly becoming an industry-wide trend. For example, TikTok is reportedly experimenting with an ad-free subscription that costs $4.99 a month in an undisclosed market outside the USA. TechCrunch reported that there is no certainty that TikTok subscriptions will be rolled out globally. But anyway, an experiment is underway. X and YouTube also offer fewer or no ads for a monthly price. The Wall Street Journal noted that this growing trend towards subscriptions might be the result of a global tech slump. To top it off, we know that social media engagement has been falling. Even extremely online people like me are now just passively lurking around their favorite networks but not posting nearly as much as we used to do, say, even five years ago. Meta's Twitter rival Threads had a lot of traction on day one of its release, but soon it fell silent. And social media sites, especially Meta's, have been struggling to attract young users. If the annoying Facebook plugs that Meta sends me almost every day on Instagram and now even on Facebook is of any clue, and you must have seen them too, right? That pop-up that reads, post this story on Facebook as well. And by the way, I always deny that, but it shows that Facebook is desperate for young users. Gen Alpha, which is the population age 13 and younger, are seemingly not interested in this whole social media scene or even the algorithmically driven creator economy. The popularity of dumb phones is on the rise again. And even older generations are now tired and veering towards personal heart-to-heart chats on DMs. You get the drift, right? So consumption of social media is changing and is probably on a decline. And the likes of Facebook, X and Snapchat will have to reinvent themselves if they want to remain relevant and make money. And subscription-based ad-free models might just be the start. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.com. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written and researched by Anoop Senwal. Edited by Roshni Nair. Produced by me, Shorbury. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.